Hello, everyone, and welcome to Take Two. I hope you guys are doing well, staying cool. I'm here with Jason Ariano, who's going to be joining me today. Excited about this. Gosh, <laughs> known Jason for quite a while. Uh, Jason and I used to work together at another church. Uh, Jason was the children's leader, and I was the musical director, assistant pastor, other things. Director, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We all did. Like, we, all, <laughs> yeah. we did everything. Yeah. Right? Janitor, Janitor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever needed getting done, we, <laughs> we were kind of there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's good to have Jason. Jason's been coming on take two, and I really um, thought of you on this one particular. But before we jump into that, I want to remind everybody, uh, this Sunday, we are open up. We uh, welcome you to come join us, sit inside. We will still have the outside available for those who don't feel comfortable inside, but you can be in here um, it's not too bad outside the, under the canopies. It wasn't too hot last Sunday. I don't think it'll be too bad this Sunday, but we definitely have air conditioning inside and we have the room here. So if you want to join us and we hope you will come and join us and start reconnecting. And there's some other things that we have on the horizon. We'll let you know about as time comes up. We definitely want this summer to make opportunities for us to reconnect with one another, uh, probably through some potlucks and things like that. So we'll have a summer series we let you guys know about. But today on Take Two, we are going to be talking about the things I shared Sunday. And this Sunday I talked about declaring good news. And as I've been going through a series on transformation, it's really seeing how this good news shows up in our lives and how it changes us. Because if our lives aren't changed, transformed, um, then are we really disciples? Are we really learning? Are we really growing? And so this is trying to lean into that idea of transformation. And what we're talking about in this area of the good news, it's really declaring good news to some of the bad news Bad news regarding our security, uh, belonging, significance, you know, the lies that we tell ourselves that I am what I have or I am what people think of me, um, those kinds of things that shape our lives. What does good news look in these areas? And that's kind of what I leaned into Sunday, talking about gospel and wanting to know uh, what does gospel look like in these areas. And I used a, a, a kind of Hey, Kirk, um, a series of scriptures and talking really about Peter and the disciples who, after the resurrection, um, still were kind of lost, went out back fishing and going back to what they were familiar with, what they knew, and Jesus preaching good news to them there. Um, let me throw this to you, though, Jason. I mean, having listened to the talk, um, do you have any maybe things that stood out to you or questions about that? Um, what, what things resonated with you or input you'd like to kind of contribute to that? Yeah, there were a couple of things I was sharing with you before we came on uh, as you were talking about how we should know each other by our love and our good works. And as I was listening to it, I always listen to whether it's on my drive home or on my walk, I was listening on my walk. And uh, there's a customer that I have at Sprouts, and she's the sweetest, nicest lady I've ever met. And she's just like, whenever she's, we declared her the best customer at Sprouts because <laughs> she's just overwhelming kindness. And she even like during the beginning of the pandemic, we went through, I mean, we went through hell at the beginning of the big pandemic. It was yeah. a tough, but she would always like kind of speak up for us. And uh, I've always, I've, ne I've been hesitant to ask her, I'm like, hey, are you Christian? Because Sadly, most of the time when I ask someone who's really nice like that, they are, they, a lot of times they're not. And uh, <laughs> like one day, for example, she was wearing a shirt that said, love the Christian, love the Jew, love the Muslim, love the, and she had every single religion, every single, like, they said, love the homosexual, love the, and, and I told her, I was looking at her shirt, and I said, I just want you to know you are that shirt. Hmm. And I mean, I didn't want to ask her, I'm like, do you go to church or, you know, <laughs> yeah. because like I said, there's been so many times I'll ask that, and they're like, people are like no in fact i have nothing you know to do with it and it's like like you were saying people should be able to see we are by mm -hmm. our works and how we are and uh, that that really kind of stood yeah. out to me because there's so many people we meet who it's like you can feel the their 
love, you know? Yeah. I mean, let's kind of camp there for a little bit and talk about that because part of this idea of proclaiming good news is showing that in these different areas of our life, um, you know, but how important is it or what is it about like this lady and maybe other people that this has happened to you with where how they are is proclaiming good news to you? What ways is it doing that? I think just feeling appreciated and feeling respected Mm. and just feeling like a, a sense of belonging, a sense of love, a sense of like a, Worthiness, you mm. know, uh, because like I said, during the beginning of the pandemic, working at a grocery store was just, I mean, even like most of the pandemic was just terrible. Yeah. It was, I mean, I'm so happy that it looks like it's getting to the end because it, it, it was difficult and it just, she always makes, she makes us feel appreciated. Like when we see her walk up, like who's ever working, we like try to run up and like, no, I'm helping her. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, she's, in her maybe 40s or 50s around there and one of the guys I work with he's in his early 20s and he's like I have such a crush on her and it, it, it's not like a sexual yeah. crush it's more like this lady's just so something about something her something about you. her just draws us you know we're just like we want to go out of our way for her mm-hmm. and you know when she walks up we're like oh hey look and she knows she calls us by our name because we're wearing name tags. And, yeah. And, you know, if, if she's if we're not there one day, she's like, oh, you weren't here last time I was here. How are you doing? And, mm. and you know, and it's just a, like a sense of worthiness, you know? Yeah. And when you, when you work in retail, sometimes you don't feel, don't have that feeling. Yeah, not appreciated. Yeah. I mean, that definitely is one of the areas where I think God is wanting to speak good news to us is that sense of belonging. Right. And the story I used to Peter in the resurrection, Jesus invited him to just come and eat breakfast. Right. Come sit down with me and let's have breakfast. And that was you belong at this table. Right. And I think that is really I mean, I don't know the motive of this woman, but it's good that she's doing this because it's doing it's bringing that sense of good news to these people, to you people she talks to that hey you belong you're appreciated you know you're significant and i think that is something that as people who are trying to follow jesus and live like jesus um that's what should be prompting us right that that's what jesus did that's what we do that's why we do it right because we're seeing our lord the one who we believe in and follow and we're wanting to be like him, right? So that's kind of our motivation. You know, it, it's interesting because I don't know what her motivation is. And, and my thought, you know, just throw this out there, see what it stirs. Um, when people are like that, they may not know that it's the spirit of God, but I think it is. You know, anyone who loves is born of God, for God is love. And she seems like that's would belong to her right yeah and maybe she hasn't connected it to jesus for whatever reason maybe she's had a tainted view of jesus through a bad experience uh maybe she is a christian i don't know um but the spirit of god works and that is i think the spirit of christ and what i think we can do is help bridge the gaps of maybe misunderstanding with people of what you know to say to someone see that that's what I'm talking about. That That's how I want to be. That's how we want to be. Because this looks kind of like Jesus looked to the people who were, you know, outcast, marginalized. Um, I, I Towards the end, I shared that Jesus said, if they're not against us, they're for us, right? Seems like that could include someone like this who's doing good. I mean, they were casting out demons, you know, whatever that looked like. She's just saying hello, showing love, and being appreciative in that way. Um, how important has that been to you, that sense of belonging, whether it's from her or from just other areas in your life? How, how important has you know this good news come to your life, maybe not in the traditional sense of someone telling you, uh, you know, you need Jesus or you need to accept the Lord, as you've even been a Christian, how has good news been proclaimed to you? I 
I think, again, it comes down to the way you're treated and looked at. Uh, I mean, this past year, I mean, having going through a separation, divorce, you just, you feel n- not, you suddenly feel unworthy. You suddenly feel like no one loves you. You suddenly feel like you're being judged. And just being part of a group. I mean, you had mentioned before we came on, I'm part of a group called the Empire Boys. And it's a group, it's a supporter group. Wearing the hat right now, LAFC soccer team. We were a supporter group out here in Land Empire. And it's a group, we just get together. We, well, at the games, we are bringing it and just chanting and yeah. just going crazy. But when we're not at the games, we're having our, our tailgates and our watch parties and just that they were my second family hmm. during that, that, that time because they knew what I was going through, but they just still loved me, still accepted me, and still just, you know, when we'd go to the tailgates, they knew that, okay, we're going to feed you for free, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I mean, our tailgates are crazy, tons of food, tons of drinks. We're having a good time. And not just my, the Empire Boy supporter group, but the other supporter groups that are part of the LAFC, which is, I can go on and on. I do a, yeah. podcast, I do a podcast on it. But... The 3252 has other supporter groups, and they'll see, hey, here's a taco, here's a burrito, here's mm-hmm. a burger, here's this. But just being, having a sense of belonging, of just the way people, they, they may know what you're going, what's happening in your life, but they're still going to love you in spite of it. And sadly, in the church, it mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, especially them. American church. I mean, I could do a, go on about that, but just again, I think having food with people. I mean, yeah. last year, right before the pandemic started, I, remember I I posted something about like, hey, if anyone here wants to go get coffee, lunch, breakfast, a beer, mm-hmm. hook me, hook up with me, and I actually was able to do it twice, and then the pandemic started. Yeah, and you know, it's crazy because all of us are going through crazy stuff, and it was uh, one of my friends who I got to have coffee with. His brother, who was a good friend of mine, was murdered three years ago, or two, three. I've got it. was three years ago. He got murdered, and he was a good friend of mine. And, and all the stuff, not only his brother being murdered, but he was going through all this other stuff. And he was so appreciative of me, just reaching out to him and said, "Hey, you want to have coffee?" Mm-hmm. And it just meant the world to him. He says, "No one has done this." He goes, mm-hmm. "No, no, no, you know." And food, drink, whatever it is, just means so much. Just being able to get together and. I know now that it looks like pandemic's over. Hey, if you're watching it. If you want to go out, I'm on vacation the next two weeks, so when I'm not with my daughters, hey, let's go grab a bite. Let's go get a coffee. If you want to get a drink, I'm available. You know, and anytime for real. I mean, that's just I I found that to be very comforting when yeah. people would just, I mean, want to get hey, want to have coffee. Just, yeah, and again, I mean. Why do you think it is, or can you con- attribute that to your faith in Jesus? How much, how big of a role did that play in this aspect of you wanting to extend yourself to other people? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, it made my faith in Christ stronger, even though a lot of the people that were kind of reaching out to me and were probably not Christian. But it gave me hope that there are, like, decent people in the world mm-hmm. and just people who care and people who love. And they don't care what you are, what you look like, what mm-hmm. you, you believe in, what if you were divorced, if you're married, if you're, you know, whatever you are. They just love you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, I mean, it's a brotherhood I have in, in, uh, in my supporter group. You yeah. know, it's a sisterhood. We're a family. I mean, yeah. this past year where we couldn't get together, we when we had our first watch party uh, a couple months ago. It was like, I mean, we were all hugging each other. And it was just like, and we weren't even talking soccer. Yeah. We were just talking, hey, how's life going? How's life, you know? Uh, one of the ladies who I gave her a shout out on the podcast I do and gave I just told her happy she's Empire Mama. She's like our at our watch parties and our tailgate. She makes sure everyone's fed. She makes sure you're 
hydrated. She's making sure everything's good for you. And it was her birthday the day I did a we had our podcast on, and I just said, "Hey, happy birthday, Empire Mama!" And she saw me, and she was in tears. She goes, "You have no idea what that meant to me." She, mm. said, she gave me this big hug. And like I said, normally I, when the game's not on TV or the game's not on, we're mainly talking about our kids because a lot of the people know that I have daughters. So like the people who have daughters just love talking to me about yeah. what's it like having daughters. And we, we all have those same stories of having daughters. So yeah. like, I mean, girl dads, we have this bond. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I don't have any sons. I always wanted daughters. I'm so happy to have two yeah. lovely, wonderful daughters. And it's fun talking to people about daughters. And whether it's their kids are the same age as my girls or there's a guy I talked to at the games his daughters are all grown up mm-hmm. and we just talk about like our yeah. daughters that's all we, we don't even talk about the game we just talk about life yeah and it's just you just feel it's it's hard to explain I mean mm-hmm. the, the, the the tailgates to me it's it is like a religious experience because yeah. you, you go and they accept everybody I mean you know, when, I mean, when I hear that, part of me gets jealous, right? Because that's what I want us to be, right? That, that's what we need to be. Um, I, I wonder if, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, you know, the church is supposed to be that, and they need to model themselves after the church. But maybe, quote, the church, the people who belong to Christ is what we mean by the church. Maybe the people who belong to to Christ need to model themselves after people who are doing these things because they're connecting in, in a way that, as you said before, kind of saved your life, right? Um, and maybe that's how gospel can start being transmitted more effectively in that more personal connection. You know, uh, who knows what they're just doing it because they love being together, they love, you know, the, the team, and you develop that camaraderie. Same thing happens, you know, from my understanding with people who serve in the military together. They kind of go through hell together, and so they kind of stick with it. There's a bond that develops in those people. Same thing happens in the police departments. There's a brotherhood of you guys being there. I mean, it happens even in gangs, right? All these places where you have to have community because it gives you a sense of security. It gives you a sense of belonging. It gives you a sense of significance, right? And these are all the areas that... We are wanting that in our life. And I want to see how we as people of of Christ can bring that into these areas. And I think what's being modeled through there probably looks a lot more like how Jesus did things than maybe how we've thought about having to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And maybe Jesus isn't far from, you know, any of those things. Maybe Jesus isn't very far from the woman at Sprouts who's, you know, the favorite client. It's up to you guys to now beat her and be a more favorite client, right? It, it, it's maybe what, maybe Jesus is really close to what's happening with the Empire Boys group and what's happening. Maybe there's something that is taking place there that we should look at and say, you know what, this is actually a great way of seeing how God works in humanity and in the lives, because this is a need that we have. Shouldn't Christ be a part of meeting this need in those ways? Yeah. Right? Yeah, and we even do, like, uh, every supporter group, our supporter group, we help out a, a battered women's shelter. Every supporter group helps out, whether it's a homeless thing or children's cancer. Um, during the pandemic, we had a fundraiser where we, we just bought tons of groceries for uh, military uh, people involved in ex-vets who lost their jobs mm-hmm. during the pandemic and we just fed them you know yeah. we, just, we bought a bunch of groceries for them and you know one of our guys in our group he's an ex-vet and uh, he's part and he helps out but he said hey can you guys help us out and we did and we to me and above and beyond you know and, and when I hear things like that again I think of Jesus's words you know, uh, when they, he's telling the story, Lord, you know, when did we see you hungry and feed you? When did we see you naked and clothe you? When did we see you in prison and came and visit you? And he says, whenever you did to the least of these, you did to me. I, I think so many times we who have maybe grown up in church think of it the other way around. We think of, well, they're not doing it in the name of Jesus, so it's not the same. 
but I think Jesus's words are saying what they're doing looks more like me than some of the things maybe we might be doing. And I want to be careful because I don't want to come across, and I, I know I can sometimes, and I know you and I coming from the same background where there's a little hostility in us about some of the things we've gone through, right? Um, I, I don't want to be reactive to that, and I want to be reactive to the Spirit of God and how He's maybe revealing things to us now. Um, but seeing those things, like, I mean, you guys collected food and gave it to you know the veterans we collected food gave it to the hospital workers and you could say what's the difference you're just doing nice things and we could say well we're doing it in the name of jesus but i think anything that is good is kind of reflecting who jesus is so jesus is involved with it to some degree maybe what our job should be Instead of saying, oh, but we're different because of Jesus, is try and help people see that maybe it's because of Jesus that you're actually wanting to do these things. Right? Maybe it is the Spirit of God prompting you to see the good. And Jesus, when he says, whenever I was you know, sick and you gave me something, whenever I was this, that's when you did it to me. Because they didn't do it thinking, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm serving God. No, they just serve somebody. And he said, yeah, you're serving me when you do that. Um, that, that's a paradigm shift, right? That's a paradigm shift of what gospel looks like, I think, for a lot of people. And I think it's one we have to kind of lean into and explore a little bit. And I know you sharing those things before with me made me think of this because I, I see a lot of what Jesus did in some of those things that are taking place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, How do you see your faith as a follower of Jesus and then the we'll call it the good news that you've received from you know the group you've been in or even from this lady at Sprouts. How do you see those things connected? I think again, a sense of worthiness is after everything I went through, I just felt unworthy and just felt like unloved and just felt like I had no place. And it's opened doors for me to not only just be part of the group, but I mean, like I've said, I now co-host a podcast on the soccer team mm-hmm. and it's, it's fun because like I'll go to games and people recognize me. Um, I was at Starbucks and a guy he got all like, like he was meeting a celebrity <laughs> and I mean, glory is all she thinks I'm a, she calls me, she goes, my daddy's a celebrity at LA football club. <laughs> <laughs> She's very proud of the fact and you know it's it's opening doors. I mean, I, I share. I'm, I'm I, I've become friends with one of the presidents of the team, mm-hmm. and one of my dream jobs was to go into like sports sports journalism, yeah, and to go into sports broadcasting. Actually, I remember you sharing that with me years ago. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't do it because I was in full time ministry, and you know. The school, the college I went to, very frowned upon, like going to a university, going to a college. So I just didn't do it. And I mean, I really want to go, but now it's like, I mean, I still want to, I'd like to go to school for that, but I mean, I got you know, kids yeah. to feed and I got to work. And, but I'm kind of doing it now. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's, I mean, sure, I'm not getting paid for this po- the podcast I'm doing. I don't want to get paid for it because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a passion, it's a love. And I feel, I mean, I write a blog and I get recognized for the blog and, and God has, I mean, God has used that to make me feel worthy again, to make Mm -hmm. me feel appreciated again and to make me feel loved again. Mm -hmm. You just said something, you said God has used that to make you feel. How do we connect those things? How, how is God using that? It sounds to me, and maybe you can, you know, direct this a little bit. It sounds to me like you're saying you know, the restoring of belonging, the restoring of significance to you, you believe is directly connected to God. I mean, it sounds like, am I, yeah. is that accurate way to yeah, yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, because I think being in this full-time ministry for 10, 11 years, I always was on the mindset, was like, I have to be serving a minister. I have to be a full-time minister, full-time pastor, full-time youth minister, full-time children's minister, like I was and I and that was the mindset I had yeah and I felt like if I wasn't doing that then I my life is nothing and Mm -hmm. I mean what else of course having my daughters has just 
changed me as well. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on about having daughters and how much they love me and appreciate me. And, you know, they look at me as like a hero. And it's like mm-hmm. every time I hear the word, I never get tired of hearing the word daddy. You know, yeah. it's like um, God has used that as well. But in the time of my life, what was going on at my t- that point in my life, you know, being no longer having a spouse anymore just feeling just unworthy all of a sudden i just one day i mean i mean i was always kind of involved with that group but i just decided just to dive right in you know and i needed it and you Mm -hmm. know there was one time where i was supposed to was i was supposed to be at work and i called out sick and uh because there was a watch party. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I called into a watch party, and I I went to that instead because it was right when kind of everything happened in my life. Like right when kind of, you know, it hit the fan, you know. Yeah. And I went to this watch party instead. And then as I was at the watch party, one of my managers, he follows the Empire Boys on Instagram. And he's on his lunch break, and he's on his phone watching. All of a sudden, he sees me with a beer in one hand and like just chanting, doing singing and everything. And <laughs> so I go into work the next day and the store manager comes up to me, just the assistant manager goes up to me and says, Oh, are you feeling better? I'm like, yeah. She goes, how was that party? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, she, and, and what was cool was she said, you know what? We know what's going on in your life right now. Hmm. You needed that. She goes, she goes, you already look better. Hmm. She goes, you look happier right now. She goes, don't worry about it. We, we took care of you. We covered you. And little things like, I mean, it's, I mean, there was times like when I was going to these, you know, even now, it's like, I wish, I mean, yeah, you were a huge help when all that was going on, but I mean, it's, it's sad that sometimes I wish like maybe the church or Christians were more accepted of me because there was times I'd bump into people at the store and like, oh, where's, you know, how it's going on. And when I would tell them, it was just like. Well, you know what the Bible says. You know what God says. This is a sin. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're not in God's will right now. And, and that's what you really need to hear when yeah, you're already down. And I'm already really down, good. and to yeah. hear that, and then like when you're around other people, and they're like, "Hey, man, just stay, stay strong, man. You, you, we got this together." You know, just you know, yeah. and it's sad because there was times I wish like more church people were more accepted of me than the Empire Boys already. I mean, yeah, I love my Empire Boys group, but there were times like, you know, honestly, there was times I'd be like in Target in the grocery store or even at work, I'd see someone I knew from, you know, church people, and I would avoid them because I knew what they were going to say. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn the other way. I hope they don't see me because they're going to say something. And... I mean, it's it's tough, but it's given me more understanding. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm more now when I'm I'm more. If anyone's involved of any like, if they've anything in their life, I'm more. What's the word? Understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that I mean that's getting kind of to the heart of some of what I was trying to share on Sunday. You know, what good news looks like is not giving advice, right? This isn't good advice. We're going to tell you the right things to do. This is what the Bible says you should do. This is the good news is declaring something that's already there, declaring that you are already secure in God's, you know, watchful eye over you. You know, with the disciples, it was throw the the net on the other side of the boat. I got fish for you somewhere else, you know, Maybe for you, it's like, hey, start a podcast. I, I've got, I've got something that'll bring you know a sense of belonging to you over there on that side, right? Uh, it was eating breakfast. It was telling Peter, hey, take care of my sheep, right? These were all things. This is Jesus's way of declaring good news to his disciples, and, and it looks so much different than maybe what you're saying even some of the people who came from church started talking to you about yeah you need to do this you need to do that you know um and that's a shame you know it's a shame that it it can be that way and it doesn't mean all people are like that or all you know quote christians are like that even from the people from the church we came from there's great people there um 
but I, I know that I was at Vaughn's one time and someone who I hadn't seen for a long time, um, I saw him and I was genuinely happy to see them. Like, hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. And he says, we got our eye on you. And I was like, okay, you know, what? what nice to see you too. It's just strange that there's that element, you know, and that does, can make us jaded. And then when you have something like this other group or this other lady, it's like, do you see the appeal to this, right? Do you see how this is like, again, a magnet to our souls gravitates to something that is welcoming, something that is embracing, something that is declaring good news to you. We love you right now, right here where you're at. And that's good. How much more so when we're doing that in Christ and trying to bring that message through that means, right? And and I guess the, the strange thing is Sometimes it just looks like giving a cup of water in his name, right? It's not giving a theological presentation. It's just whoever, you know, gives a cup of water in my name will receive a reward. It's just a cup of water, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think when it says in my name, it doesn't mean here this is in the name of Jesus. I think it means I am doing this because I am a part of who he is, right? My last name is Scotty, and so my kids have my last name. They take me with them wherever they go, or vice versa. Um, and other oh, stories I could tell. Um, <laughs> and then that name starts to become, oh, you are this, right? I don't have to say I'm this. The name says that I'm this. And so the glass of water says that I am this. And yeah, when you lean into it, it's because I'm a follower of Jesus, right? Um, that just seems more in line with some of the things Jesus said, it seems to me. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things that I talk about, too, was just the how normal good news sounds. It, it it sounds like the lady coming up to you saying, hey, missed you yesterday. Um, good news sounds like, you know, someone talking to you and asking a question. How are you? How are the girls? How are you going through, you know, this t- period of your life? Um, how do you think maybe we can take that idea of normalcy and, and put it into play? How, maybe what have you learned through the experiences you've had through, you know, the people, the groups you've been a part of, how have you learned to do that for others? Boy, I mean, this past few years has been crazy. Even going back to like, you know, where we used to work at before and what Mm -hmm. happened to me there, it's really changed my perspective on how to show love. And like you were saying, don't do it in the name of Jesus. Just love people for who they are. Um, I know for me, once I started working in what they call it the world, it <laughs> really opened my eyes to like the church <laughs> in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But it also, in a good way too, because it just caused me to be like, you know what, I'm just going to love these fellow coworkers of mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's crazy is the people who I've be like every store I've worked at, whether it was Ralph's or Sprouts, usually the person who I become one of my best friends is usually someone who's a lesbian from the gay community. And hmm. the old me would have been like, oh, okay, can't talk to him. But then, hmm. And it's, but they, all of them have shown, I, I just, they'll text, they'll, they'll be like, thank you for the love you show me. And hmm. like, we know what you believe. And I, I had one guy, he told me, and uh, he's, he's a, uh, he's a, atheist pansexual liberal but he told me one time he goes you know i know what you believe but he's like you 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 show love that to me that you don't care what i am Hmm. and he goes i know what your beliefs are but you're not judging me and because like when i used to work at the church i would never be friends with them i would never be like oh gosh but God has really shown me a lot in the last years. And then after all this past year, two years, when people are going through a situation, situation, you know, like, well, you know for, 
divorce or a you know they're in other they're involved in something else Bef- the old me would have been like I would have judged them right away I would have just like hmm. been like maybe broken fellowship with them but yeah. now I know they, all they need is someone to talk to someone to listen to someone mm-hmm. just to have a coffee with yeah um, I mean one of my I mean I don't want to throw all Christians under the bus right now one of my old Christian friends you know I'm Ron Rose mm-hmm he's been I mean he's always checking up on me hmm. he's always like hey let's go have coffee and you know he, and what's crazy is he's probably the, you know he's reached out to me so much and when, whenever he does we do get together but I'm so sorry taking this long and it's like hey we just met last month he goes no no he goes no, it should be more he's like I, every time I hmm. see him he's like I should be seeing you more I should be checking in on you wow. more and, and, and he knows what's gone on in my life and you know, he, he knows what I'm going through, and, and but he just loves me. And he's just mm-hmm. like, we just sit and we just talk life. Sometimes we just talk baseball. Sometimes we just yeah. talk hockey. And, you know, we just talk life. And he talked about his grandkids. I talk about, of course, I love talking about my daughters. Yeah. And, you know, and we just meet for coffee. And and now that and now I got to get back. I mean, I do. I, I meant what I said, everyone. <laughs> Hit me up. I will, you know, we will hang out. Uh, I got a crazy schedule, but trust me, I I try to, like, yeah. hard to just reach out to people and just. And again, it sounds like all those times, you know, where he's reached out to you, anyone's reached out, that's gospel to you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's declaring good news to you that you belong, that you're significant um, in those ways. And how that is so important. Those are the things that we need, and it's being shown just through these simple ways. Um, You know, it's amazing how just leaning into those kinds of dynamics are important. I did a a training yesterday, and it was in the evening, and it was a young couple, and uh, she's pregnant, you know, with their first child. And I'm working with them and, and training their dog, and we're talking, and I'm talking about my kids and growing up and the things. And it, then they just said, Hey, do you want to have an espresso? They're Jewish. And, he, and I go, Sure. And it was like eight o'clock. I shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to sleep. <laughs> well, I didn't either. At four in this morning, I was like, Huh, what's going on here? But uh, just sitting down and talking to them, you know, taking the time to, okay, well, I'm off the clock now. I'm not working anymore. But just taking the time to sit down and, and have a conversation with them just was good for me. And it opened opportunity to talk just about life with them, about raising children, uh, about all these different things. And, you know, I'm going to be seeing them a few more times with the training I'm doing. And I hope that that continues, right? I hope I can bring good news to their lives. And I'm doing it in the name of Jesus. And I know they're Jewish. And I'm aware of the sensitivity there because Christians have not always been kind to the Jews in history. Um, And a lot of Jewish people know that. But... I need to bring, you know, a sense of you guys belong. You guys are important. You you guys, God cares about you. He's going to take care of you. I, and I want to be a part of that. You know, I'm trying to find ways. Let's do this. This might save you some money, you know, so that you don't have to spend as much. Or I can provide that for you instead of you buying it here, right? Just things like that that show I care instead of trying to make a profit. You know, using opportunities like those things are just ways we can kind of lean in and bring good news to that. You know, I want to go back to... One of the things you said, because I know this was important for me too, working at a church and you feel like, okay, yeah, I'm doing God's will because I'm here at the church. And then you went into, quote, the world because that's what it was called, right? Oh, the world. It's all the world, yeah. right? I mean, but this idea of these, this isn't from God, this is. It's kind of like this fortress. You're in the church. You're protected from the influences of this bad place. But you went into the bad place and found good things. Right, and I know talking to you in the past, you were treated better at these bad places than you were at some of the churches. Yeah. Right, and so those are things where you start to understand now. Okay, maybe I need to see this differently. Maybe my quote mission field again. There's a term that 
we use because I started talking about this where we have our own terminology, you know, mission field, fellowship, you know, congregation. These are all words that we use that identify things to us. But this idea of a mission field is, you know, people who you can evangelize to Jesus to give them the gospel. Well, maybe it's always been there and it's not so far that I have to go to, but I just have to have coffee with. I just have to have conversation with. I just have to show love to so that they respond and say, I'm an atheist, you know, pansexual, blah, 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 but I see what you've got. And it's in the name of Jesus just because you are a person, a follower of Christ. And there's there's an evangelism taking place there, right? Without you, quote, doing things in a way where you're having to go out and evangelize mm-hmm. right you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i mean what's crazy is you know, went out in the world the, the, the people who i was told are the worst people in the world evil people sadly the i mean good way they were the most loving kind people mm-hmm. and you were talking and you mentioned about people i work around I remember uh, at the previous sprouts i worked at uh, we had an early morning meeting and uh just like to our meeting but a bunch of us went out to breakfast afterward and one of the girls who I worked with, and uh, she came up to me, and, and we, were, we were going to go pay our check, and she's like, "You're kind of like our youth pastor." <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> "She goes, she goes, you're, she goes, you still, you, you love us in spite of like, you know, the terrible things we do, and we tell you everything we do, but you still mm-hmm. like love us." And I never, it was funny, she, and I, I didn't even tell her it's kind of like what I used to do, and yeah. it was, it was, I was blown away that she said because she's. Yeah, actually one of the funniest girls I ever worked with in my life. But when she said that, it kind of blew me away. I was like, wow, she's like... How did it make you feel when she called you a youth pastor? What did, was there any kind of connection to the things that you wanted to do and in being a pastor? You know, it showed me because I felt like, okay, I'm no longer being, as I was kind of a children's minister, you know, yeah. you know, junior high pastor you know, whatever you want to call it it made me feel like wow i guess god's still using me and mm. i guess i'm still kind of that and yeah but it was a better mission field because again working in the church you're in this bubble mm-hmm. and i never realized how much of a bubble i was in until i started when i was when i started working at ralph's yeah and i was like holy cow i'm like i did not know people were like i assumed everybody was christian because like you were using the word fellowship, yeah. I would use those terms of people, oh, you know, or mission field. And, yet, and when you start using those terms out in the, you know, real world, <laughs> they look at you like, "What are you? What are you talking about, like weirdo?" Hmm. And then I realized, okay, this I'm I'm in a different world now. I'm in, yeah. But it was cool in the same way too because it was like, wow, these I would never meet these people working at the church mm-hmm. being in the church building six i mean honestly it was six days a week it was five days yeah. in the office sunday you're mm-hmm. there we were there i mean we were there pretty much from the morning you know we were there all day then two hours and go back in the evening and then back monday morning you know and we were there monday through friday you know saturday you know it was you know nine to five we were there nine to five every week and uh it it I'm, I'm happy I work. I mean, there's times I, mean, I really do want to get out of my job right now. But I'm happy the same way because it, it is, as you're saying, a mission field in a way. Mm-hmm. Because it's been cool because there's these new kids I'm working with. They all went to a Christian school. And I've been able to talk to them about, like, like they don't. They thought Christian school was terrible. And, I, and, uh, and I've been able to just really kind of share a lot with them. Mm-hmm. And they're all, like, these 19, 20-year-old kids. And... And I'm this, you know, 44 year old guy who works in the grocery store still. But they, it's cool because I get all these kids who come to me for advice hmm. about like, I mean, I tell them like, dude, stay in school, man. You don't want. I'm like, I mean, I don't want to put myself down, but you want to end up like me. I mean, I'm working two jobs. Yeah. Um, it's tough. I said go, and like they'll be like, yeah, maybe I'll quit school and try to get here full time. Like, no, don't do that. I tell the kids, go to school. Don't. And I'm yeah. like, go get an education you know and i'm able to share these things with them like wisdom it's like i'm the old guy you know mm-hmm. you know i don't feel like the old guy but to these people who i work with i am this old guy <laughs> and i got this they say i got this wisdom and 
you know, uh, they appreciate me for like speaking up for them at work, you know, and I look at them like, hey, God still using me, you know, I'm not in, in ministry. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's kind of, again, leaning into the place maybe, you know, ah, uh, gosh, I'm trying to, I think it was Rob Bell who was going on a tour with, um, Elizabeth Gilbert, I think it was. She wrote the book, Pray, Love, something. I forget the name. But they did a question and answer, and someone started asking questions, and she turned to him and said, yes, Pastor Rob, what is that? You know, almost jokingly. But to him it was a powerful thing because he felt like, you know, I was a pastor in the church. I'm still a pastor. But it's just changed, right? I'm still leading people. I'm still proclaiming good news to people. Um, but it's in a different congregation, if you would. It's in a different field. And so sometimes um, that can be a meaningful thing. It was for him, and I wonder if it you know, was for you, this idea, you're our youth pastor. It's like, huh, I, I, I'm still serving God, right? I, I still want to be used by Jesus and follow Jesus, and I am just in a different Context, And I think that's kind of what I was trying to get, how we proclaim gospel. It, it can look different. And I want to be careful, again, not to say this is the only way that it's done. Um, but this is the way I see Jesus doing it most clearly. And to see the disciples doing it in his name most clearly. Um, and, and it's the way that I think is easiest to do. You know, like having an espresso at 8 o'clock with some people. Um, not the smartest thing to do, but it, it was, you know, the easiest thing to do. Today I did a memorial uh, for a young man. I, gosh, I think he was in his 30s. I forget. I didn't know him. I just knew uh, someone from our uh, community asked me to do this for them. It was their cousin. And uh, I went there to do, because I said, yeah, I'll do that. And, you know, it was a sad thing because it was, from my understanding, an overdose, a lot of drug problems, a lot of addiction, a lot of mental health problems in the family's history. And talking with one of the aunts there, she was saying, yeah, you know, his mom died when you know, he was 14. The dad died when he was like 24. And so the brothers had to raise themselves. One of the brothers had mental health issues, blah, blah, blah. It's just going on. And it's really a, just a sad story, right? Hearing about this young man. And then I get to be there and do, quote, a memorial. And I don't know him at all. So I can't talk about him because I don't know him. And I just want to make room for other people to talk about. But then, okay, what I can talk to you about is what I do know and that this young man was created in God's image that this young man from the stories I heard was kind was loving was a good person in a lot of ways those are all the image of God in in these people and and I shared a story um, just I have you know sons I have a daughter and one of my sons is assisting and pastoring a mega church. And he's doing incredible things. Uh, you know, this church has over 10,000 people and he's, you know, flying to different countries and establishing campuses and doing so many great things. And I'm so proud of him and the things he's doing. And I have another son who has battled uh, mental health issues, battled addiction, uh, was homeless for a while, and now has been three years sober. And fighting to keep sobriety and stay mentally healthy and he's the most courageous man I know and I see the image of God in both of them right and I want to proclaim gospel to you right and I didn't say those words but it's like I want you to know that this man is significant that this man had belonging that God as Paul said in Acts 17 he's not far from any of us in him we live and move and have our being you know, proclaiming good news to help people see God is so near and God cares so much and I need to be the extension of that, right? To me, that's what gospel is and that's what we're trying to do here is proclaim that good news. Yeah. You know? Yeah, mental health. I mean, that's something else I've gone through. I mean, 
gosh, we could do like a 10 part podcast on mental health. And, you know, I, I was on medication for three, four years and I'm off now, but, uh, but, uh, it's something I'm more something being raised in the church. It was kind of like, Oh, there's no such thing as mental health. And then, yeah. but deep down, I knew some churches, yeah. some churches, some, some nuts, yeah. but, but deep down, I remember like hearing that and thinking, Dude, I'm depressed as really bad. And I have anxiety attacks and depression's really bad. I have suicidal thoughts and was too afraid to speak up. And, you know, once I finally got the help, I mean, it, I mean, sure. There's still, I still have, struggles you yeah. know there's still times that you know but it's not as it used to be but now when people do suffer with that i i want to help them you know yeah. I, and i want to be there for them I, I know what it's like sometimes again it's just being an ear and like you know we were talking about having the meal and, i mean jesus was great at that you know just yeah. i mean and jesus was a friend of sinners you know that's something i always share with people at work because I was like, oh gosh, I'm like the church is this, isn't it? And I'm like, I'm, again, I want to throw the church down again. But I always tell them, you know, Jesus wasn't like that. I go, Jesus was a friend of sinners. He hung out with the drunkards and the prostitutes, and mm-hmm. those were his friends. And yeah. sometimes they look at me really I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, he called out the Pharisees and religious leaders. That's who he called out. Yeah. And you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just share. I'll just say that. I won't like start quoting scripture tones. Yeah. You need Jesus, or you can go to hell. I'm like, <laughs> I don't say that. I just like, you know, you know, Jesus wasn't. Because they'll, they'll talk about one experience. I'm like, yeah, Jesus wasn't like that. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus isn't who you think he is, man. I mean, Jesus is, he's accepted. And he, he loves you no matter what you are. And yeah. that, that's who he was when he was on this earth, you know. And uh, we as the church need to really just kind of be that way. Yeah. You know, towards the end when I was talking, <clears throat> I shared that scripture in Corinthians where the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but for us who are being saved, you know, it's the power of God. The idea of being saved is a continual process. And and the idea of perishing, I think, is something we don't have time to go into right now, but it's something that we could look into as distant from the character of God. Um, But being saved is... I think an important distinction for us to have because a lot of times we think of it as stagnant, right? It's just a a picture that we look like, you know, here's my saved card, right? I I said the prayer, I answered an altar call, I did this, I joined a church, whatever it is, here's my proof that I am saved. And we look to the past instead of looking at what's happening present. Because if this declaration by Paul, and, and it happens in other places in scriptures where it talks about us yet to be saved, um, then it's supposed to be a process. It's supposed to be a continual growth. It's I'm moving still in this salvation. You know, as I've shared, if someone asks, you know, are, when did you get, or are you saved? I say, not yet, but I'm getting there. I like right? that quote. I was going to make, yeah. It, I, I liked hearing that. That was, that was a good, good just, quote. Just to not have this idea of, oh, yeah, that happened to me once and, and it's done. It's like, well, no, it's still happening to me, right? And gospel is still happening in me and to me and has to happen through me. It, it, it has to be a continuation of what God began. He who began the good work will continue it until the day of Christ. And so understanding those things is so important. Even understanding the word salvation, that it means healing. Sometimes you could use it, you know, he was saved, and sometimes it says he was healed. You know, um, all those kinds of things are important to look into because we can hear it from a point of view and not see the fullness of what it's supposed to capture. And in the area of gospel, it should be living in our lives on a daily basis when you go to work in the world, Mm -hmm. right? When you are at the soccer match, the football match, when you are training the dog at a memorial service, when you are going out to eat with friends, family, right? Those are all opportunities for you to continue this salvation process in your life. 
I think that's important to keep in mind um, with that. Any final thoughts, Jason, and things that maybe you want to share? You know, before that, what's the name of the podcast? Plug it right now. Okay, it's uh, called The Heart of LAFC. So uh, we're usually on Thursday nights at 10, 10, 30. Uh, We just kind of break down the game. My thing is being that I'm known as the LAFC punk. Um, That's what I am on Instagram. That's how people know me. When I'm at the games, they don't know me as Jason. I'm just the punk. Um, (laughs) There's times I don't have to buy food or beer because they're like, hey, it's the punk. Hey. All right, cool. Um, Now this is on YouTube? It's on on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on on all, every single podcast streaming service. So uh, the heart, we just, this past week we did an episode on Monday because our host, he actually lives, he's your neighbor pretty much. Mm. Uh, uh, he he lives here in Upland, but uh, we usually do Thursday nights at ten thirty, live on YouTube. Uh, my we we do segments. My main segment, I use, sometimes I'm there breaking down the game, but um, I do a punk rock album of the week. So it's kind of cool because we there's a, a club called the Black and Gold Vinyl Club. There's mm-hmm. different LAFC clubs, not only the Burger but clubs, but there's a vinyl club, and uh, I do a a punk rock album of the week. I think this past I do like all these. I think a couple weeks ago I did Jawbreaker. Um, just punk bands. Sometimes it's non-punk. Um, but it's cool because like people, like they, they tune into our show, mm-hmm. and they're waiting to like hear what's the album of the week. <laughs> and, you know, I, they, they want to hear it. They're like, hey, what, yeah. what's in? I'll usually, I even have like a playlist on my Instagram, on my profile. It's, uh, it's like an oi, oi punk football mix. It's like... England, I mean, if, if I lived in the U.K. right now, I mean, we've been to Wales together. Mm-hmm. If I lived out there, I think I would get so caught up into that football punk culture. Yeah. It would probably not be good. I mean, I'd be really <laughs> caught up in that culture. Um, it's usually like these British, these English punk bands. They have a lot of songs about football, you know. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, it's the heart of LAFC. Uh, it's, it's fun because it's like, like I said, I get recognized. Yeah. And, like I said, Gloria says I'm a celebrity at LA Football Club uh, games, and she's pretty proud of that. So that's cool. <laughs> it's, it's pretty. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts, just in, in the things that were shared that you feel you'd want to relate mm-hmm. or relate to people? I think just show love towards everyone. You know, mm-hmm. especially like I like I was saying earlier, working in the grocery retail grocery business during the pandemic. We we saw the worst of people, but we also saw some amazing, like this lady. Yeah, we had a few customers like that, but we saw the worst and we saw the best of people. And mm-hmm. and when we had these loving people who were kind to of us, it just made our day. Yeah. So, not to be biased towards grocery workers, but if you're at the grocery store, to everybody, love the grocery workers. Just <laughs> thank them. Just just say thank you. I mean, a thank you. I mean, honestly, thank yous go a long way. Yeah. And. It's sad we don't get that a lot. You know, they order their stuff and we, we can't do and they just walk away. Yeah. Um, but we do get these customers. Like I get some regulars who, who I've become friends with, and yeah. you know, and it's 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 nice. So I think, like as you were saying, God, the gospel is just showing showing love, yeah. and people. We don't have to say, "Hey, you need Jesus." They're going to ask you. They're going to be, "What is it? What's in you? What, what's different about you?" Mm-hmm. People ask that. That's when that's when you can you know. Don't condone them or like send them to hell, but just be like, just share them what Jesus' love is. You know? Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, everyone responds to love usually in a favorable way, and so great. Thank you, Jason, for Thank you. Yeah, your time. Fun. It's good having you out here. And again, if you guys, um, Randy's in, Joe Acevedo. Um, how you doing, Joe? Uh, anyone else? Gosh, I forgot. Usually I should say, hey, if you have any questions, write them oh, down. There we go. <laughs> uh, Gil. Gil's there. Um, you know, if, if, I tell you what, if you have any questions, come on down and ask them. We're here every Wednesday, 7 o'clock, so please come on down. If you can't, you can write those questions here on YouTube, and we'll try and get to them. I'll try and announce that more in the future. But again, thanks to Jason for sharing his heart and being open again. A lot of great things, I think, to glean from this. There's a word, glean. That's a word we use every day in the <laughs> natural world. Um, it's amazing how many times those things carry out. There's your wife. There's a, uh, <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, you guys thank you. for listening. Yeah, you. Appreciate you. Love you. 
come down Sunday. We need to see you guys. We need to connect together again. And remember, we are going to do some things over this summer to help connect again and just reconnect with each other. And I hope you'll be a part of it because this is gospel is that kind of let's break bread together let's talk together let's encourage one another to do good and to love god bless you guys thanks again jason thank you you have been listening to the genesis podcast we invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings you can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.